Greetings, adventurer. Welcome to D20 Academy. I'm your host, Shiloh Kanishiro, and today is episode 9, Party Balance. Alright guys, so today is all about um, party balance. Uh, I'm going to describe what that means if you're not familiar, um, and just kind of break it all down for you. Uh, it's something that, that's, that's pretty important with the game. Um, you know, really has to do with how much fun and how much... Um, how much you really just get out of the game. So I'm gonna break it down real quick first and then just kind of describe it and uh, kind of explain uh, maybe you know how you can use party balance, get party balance into your game uh, just to make it more fun and exciting. Um, I do have to apologize though this episode is probably gonna be a little shorter than what I usually do. I'm quite busy today, I have a lot of things going on. Um, so I'm just gonna try um, you know fit in everything I can in this short period of time uh, and hopefully you enjoy it. Um, but anyway, so let's get right into the episode. Alright, so just real quick uh, to understand what party balance is all about. I'll just kind of talk about the party. Um, so if you are not fully uh, kind of aware of what a party is, um, just real quick. So once again, D&D is played by uh, a group of players, and um, all but one play a singular character. Um, and they're all part of a group. All their characters are part of a group who go on adventures. That's the party. And the final player is the dungeon master. So they create the adventures. They create. They play the monsters. They play all the other kind of different characters that the party meets along the way. Um, but essentially the party is all the player characters. So characters controlled by players. Um, you know, that singular character that they're playing for the campaign. Who, you know, levels up and grows and all that kind of thing. Um, so that's what a party is. And so party balance basically has to do with covering all the bases um, so that the players combined are capable of handling all the reasonable obstacles. Um, what makes a story interesting and what makes characters grow and change um, is having the heroes run into problems they have to solve. Right? That's, that's what stories are, right? Conflicts and how you solve the conflicts. Um, you know, running into problems and how you solve the problems, things like that. That's what a story is. And... D&D involves all kinds of adventures with all kinds of puzzles and obstacles. And having a party where all these different kinds of obstacles can be handled helps the game move smoothly and uh, really helps the DM when setting up encounters or adventures. So if a party is balanced in the sense that the classes and, or, and like the characters and the races, like they all complement each other um, so that they can solve all the different kinds of problems that they'll run into. Um, they won't get stuck anywhere and it will slog um, or solve something way too easily or quickly because they're all skilled at that one thing. Um, so I'll explain that a little deeper. Um, basically, in the Dungeon Master's Guide, um, it breaks uh, the whole game down into three dynamics. Combat, exploration, and role-playing. So combat is obvious, right? That's when you're going to be fighting monsters, enemies, villains, things like that. That's when the rules come into play the most. You're rolling dice. You're using your abilities. You know, casting spells. It kind of gets more into the nitty-gritty numbers and game aspect. Um, exploring is just, you know, like, playing through the story, right? Like, exploring uh, the world. Um, meeting new characters. Like, meeting other characters. You know, like, the, the, you know, the adventure aspect of the game. Uh, and then role-playing is obviously playing as your character. Um, playing in, you know, conversations between characters or NPCs, 
right? Those are the characters that are controlled by the DM. Um, so those are the three kind of dynamics, combat, exploration, and role-playing. And so having a party that is all focused on solving one of these things, like I said, it can make um, the game slog when they run into other kinds of problems, right? So, for example, if the party was made up of all wizards, um, certain problems or obstacles they run into, they're going to be able to bypass so quickly because they're all good at solving that kind of problem. So they can do it really quickly, but if they run into a different kind of problem that requires a different skill set, because they're all so similar, it's going to be so much harder for them to deal with it, and it can really mess up the pacing of the game. Um, so you want a party where all the different members can deal with all these different kinds of problems and can help the game move along and make the story, therefore, fun and exciting. Uh, so a good game has a balance of all three of these dynamics, combat, exploration, and role-playing. And so in turn, a great party should have a balance of individuals that are capable of solving all the problems in, in these three dynamics. Um, so it definitely just helps with pacing, keeping the game interesting, making sure characters grow. Um, I hope I'm pretty clear on, on what this means, right? So that each character essentially has different strengths and weaknesses so that as like when they're put together, they can solve all the different kinds of problems. Does that make sense? Um, I, I'll get into a little, a little more in depth in a second. But um, beyond just pacing and keeping things in the game interesting and, and you know keeping the game flowing, it, party balance is also very important for the players to feel special. Uh, once again, D&D is a game, first and foremost. So you want everyone playing to be able to be having fun. Right, that's the point. Um, there's so many other reasons you play the game. Um, you know, because you're building stronger friendships and it can help you academically and just emotionally healthy and all that kind of thing. Um, but first and foremost, it's a game. So everyone should be having fun. And you want to make sure that every player is getting the spotlight and feeling special. Um, I'm talking more to the, the DM now. Uh, it's not completely up to the DM. They don't have to be in charge of everyone's happiness and things like that. Um, soon I want to make an episode on DM health and DM burnout and things like that. But as, as a player, like, you want to be able to have your moment and be able to shine and things like that. So this means that each character has different strengths and weaknesses. Um, that, so they'll have problems or obstacles that they're good at solving, good at bypassing, and things that they're not good at all at. And so then one of the other party members will be good at solving that kind of thing, but not at the thing that they're good at solving, right? So that means these different kind of, the, 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 all these characters will have their chance to shine by solving these different problems. Does that make sense? Um, so here's kind of an example. Um, you know, a pretty basic example. But um, if you were to play a barbarian for your class, uh, if you are a barbarian, you're going to be better in combat than some other classes. Um, the way that Wizards has made the... Sorry, Wizards of the Coast, when I say that. I mean, the company that owns D&D. Um, they have created the classes in 5th edition. You know, all these classes have different strengths and weaknesses, and they're not all just for combat. So some classes are just better in combat than other classes. Um, but anywho, so a barbarian is going to be good for combat. Right? So that's one dynamic of the game. So they can shine in combat, um, kind of have the spotlight in combat. Whereas rangers and rogues have some really cool abilities that can really help them when exploring. 
Um, you know, rangers are kind of good at tracking. Rogues are really good at lock picking, um, disabling traps, things like that. And like a bard is good at role playing. Uh, typically, bards have like high charisma, so they're better at convincing people and performing and things like that. Um, so that's just kind of a, a basic example, just to maybe clear things up a bit more. Because those are three dynamics, combat, exploring, and role-playing. And, you know, class is one of the things that has, that, you know, helps out with party balance. You know, you want your party to have an, an array of different classes so that it's balanced out. Um, so for DMs, um, speaking about this, like, kind of having the spotlight, making players feel special thing, um, you know, as a DM, you should plan encounters and create problems that allow a certain character or player to shine because uh, they're skilled in that area, because their strengths are in that area, right? So similar to the example I used a while ago, uh, you know, a second ago, like, you know, rogues are good at lockpicking and sneaking and stealthing and things like that, right? So you may set up a scenario where they have to, you know, go in and steal a key or something under, you know, under the villain's nose, and they're just not strong enough as a team yet to barge in there and use combat. So the Barbarian is not useful in this situation because combat is not a good option here because they're probably going to get, you know, they're probably going to lose a fight. So instead, this is where the rogue steps up and says, hey, I'm really sneaky. I'm really good at being silent and, you know, stealing things. So let me sneak into the base or whatever and steal these keys. And, you know, so that's kind of an example. Or like, hey, we're trying to, um, you know, convince this, 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 this group you know, this, this gang or whatever that we are, you know, we're, we're trying to pass peacefully or something. That's when someone like a bard might come up and be able to use their persuasion skills or their deception to, you know, get past this problem um, because they're good at speaking, right? So as a DM, you want to plan encounters and, you know, create problems that highlight one of the PCs. So they can come out and use their strengths, right, their skill set to solve that problem because that's what they're good at. Um, this can keep all the players happy and make sure no one is hogging the spotlight or, you know, some players aren't feeling that they're really doing anything or being helpful. So is party balance and this kind of thing 100% on the DM? No. But as a DM, um, one thing to keep in mind is you want to make every player, like, feel special and have their moment. Um... So that, that's just something for DMs. Um, also, this really is important in character creation. Um, like I probably mentioned before, I think it's very good for everyone to kind of just have a character creation day. Um, everyone come together and kind of just create, not like the nitty-gritty, like maybe like secret backstories and numbers and all that kind of thing for the character. But everyone needs to, you know, be on the same page when it comes to the tone and the mood of the campaign. And also, party balance, right? If no one really knows what the other players are gonna, the you know the other players are gonna be playing, then it can come up unbalanced. But if you have a day and everyone is aware of you know, kind of the different classes or the different kinds of characters being played, they can help you know they, that can help balance things out so that people aren't playing, you know, super similar things. Um, one easy way to do this is to uh, use a stereotypical party makeup uh, in regards to classes. So class is one way that can that is something that's really big that has to do with creating party um, balance. Um, the most stereotypical D and D party is four characters: a fighter, a rogue, 
a wizard, and a cleric. Um, they cover base like every base. They're a balanced party. They all have different strengths and weaknesses that complement each other. Uh, they can like having a party of this. You can keep the pace moving. You can keep the game interesting. Um, each player will have the chance to shine. Um, all that kind of thing. So that is like a stereotypical party: fighter, rogue, wizard, cleric. Um, not saying that you need four people in your party and all of them to be playing these classes for the game to be fun. Not at all. Um, every class is fun in its own way, and I encourage you to be playing all different kinds of classes. You know, allow players to have, you know, their choice and be able to pick something that sounds fun to them. But, you know, you do kind of want to keep in mind, right, having a party with a fighter, a ranger, monk, and barbarian, you know, they're all geared towards kind of weapon combat, melee combat kind of things like that. And we'll have lots of trouble um, healing or with spellcasting or solving certain kinds of problems that, like, a rogue, wizard, and cleric, kind of those kind of classes, you know, could help could help solve, you know, the, the problems that are kind of like that. Obviously, as a DM, if your party's made up of these people, like, you know, you're probably not going to be throwing those kind of scenarios at them, but this can make the game become a little repetitive. Not, sorry about that. Um, can make the game, be, you know, get a little repetitive and, and things like that because it's kind of the same scenarios. But with a balanced party, you can throw all the different kinds of problems and scenarios at the party and keep the game interesting. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty important is, you know, classes, having classes that complement each other and stuff. Um, something that I found that's really cool. Um, so recently in about this December, November, December, um, Wizards of the Coast produced a book called The Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. And it's one of the D&D books. And basically it's a campaign setting, right? It's a world that you can play your campaign in. Uh, and it's a world called Ravnica. It's a world from Magic the Magic the Gathering, which uh, Wizards of the Coast also owns. Um, but essentially, in the beginning of the book, they describe different kinds of parties, depending on what kind of campaign you want to play, and the classes that will probably be played in there, and the kinds of characters played in those kinds of parties. And I think that is really cool. So, for example, like if you want to play a, more of a lawful campaign, you're going to have these characters, these kinds of characters, and these classes or a chaotic campaign, or a good campaign, or an evil campaign. And they kind of give out these different lists of good, like, party makeup. Um, and I think this is a great resource and a really good reference point. Um, and I think they did that really well. Hopefully that's included in all future campaign settings that they release. Because um, I do think that is a really cool feature. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of a side tangent. Um, so, kind of back to party balance. Um... Once again, you don't want to be constricting players, like, as a DM, you know, being like, okay, no, 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 we already have too many characters that are like that. I need you to pick some of something else. Like, it, you want to make sure that the everyone is playing characters that they want to play in classes and races that they want to play and stuff. And sometimes this can lead to, you know, kind of an unbalanced party. And it's something you're going to just kind of have to figure out and navigate. Um, but for the most part, it shouldn't be too hard talking with the players and everyone kind of conversing to figure out a balanced party that everyone can enjoy and everyone can be content with. Um, once again, it doesn't have to be fighter, rogue, wizard, cleric. Um, you know, it, it can be all these different kinds of classes. It's, it's really cool, actually, to see all the different kinds of combination of classes you can have in a party and 
all that kind of stuff, all the different kinds of characters you can have. That it's 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 really really cool to be able to see something like that to see you know all these different combinations. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of uh, sorry it was such a brief episode, but um, I just wanted to you know be able to record something today for you guys. Um, that's kind of breakdown of, of party balance. Um, it's important, um, kind of what it is and stuff like that. Um, so hopefully, uh, yeah, you took something away from that. All right, you guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Sorry, it's such a short one, um, but I hope, uh, you learned something. I hope I answered some of your questions. Um, and I will, uh, be releasing another episode, uh, tomorrow, so be looking out for that. Um, but otherwise, uh, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.